Welcome, welcome, welcome in to the Mostly Manly Show. I am your host, as always, Brad Manly, back after a hiatus. Sorry about that. I was getting some stuff together, getting some stuff straightened out, trying to figure out the direction of my post-work, I guess, quasi-retirement life. Or, you know, retirement because I have a real bad foot. Anyway, um, how's everybody doing? I am... Glad to be back talking to everybody. I'm recording for the first time on a Friday. Recording on a Friday because a very good friend of mine has a special event this weekend. I wanted to mention anybody close. Um, Go out to the Festival in Weatherford. at 601 North Daniel Street. It's a craft show, all kinds of stuff. And my good friend that owns Bella's Bazaar is going to be out there uh, with all kinds of jewelry and bags. A lot of good Christmas gifts. A lot of good... A lot of good stock stocking stuffers, um, like in the five dollar range. She's got a lot of little kids' jewelry. Um, take your daughters out there, and all, all the kids' jewelry is a dollar. Kids look through earrings, bracelets, all that kind of thing. A lot of pretty stuff for adults or kids, anything. Um, but again, that's the festival, not the fall festival, but the festival it's called 601 North Daniel. It's uh Six to nine on Friday night, the 29th of October, and I believe uh, 10 to 2 on Saturday, the 30th of October. So go out there and check that out. Move on out there. Oh, speaking of moving, I was talking to somebody um, the other day, and they were like, oh, God, I want to buy this house, and I want to do this, and I want to move here, and I want to move here. And you know what I was thinking? It sounds great. Sounds great. You look, because you look at a house either on a, the pictures from, um, you know, a real estate website or you see them on Facebook or whatever. And you see you're like, man, that's beautiful. I could put this there. I could put the pool table here. I could put my bed there. Then think about this, folks. You don't remember all the shit you have because you have tucked it away in the place you're at now. But you start unloading it and you're like, I got a lot of shit. That's all. I got a lot of shit. And then you realize you have to, you, you have, You've been in this place you're at for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You got it shoehorned in there. You know every nook and cranny. Now you got to find new nooks and new crannies for your shit at the new place. And you got to pack up all your shit, get it over there, and then unpack shit. So moving just does not sound that damn great. And you know what kills me is I think that short moves fool us into thinking they're going to be easy. Yeah, well, it's just a short one. It'll be fine. Don't have to worry about things as much. I think if you're going to move like 300 miles, you're a lot more careful when you pack because you don't want to screw anything up. You're like, you make sure, okay, this is bathroom one. This is the kid's bathroom. Anything that might stink goes in there. You, you pack it all up because you don't want to screw it up and you don't want to get, you know, 300 miles away from, I'm doing air quotes here, from home to this new place. It's going to be your new home and then not know where things are, be, feel unprepared. Even if you're prepared, sometimes you can feel unprepared. You don't want to be in a new place and your family's not there. I mean, your extended family, you're obviously your immediate family moved with you, but it's, it's a weird deal. We moved a thousand miles and I felt like we had our stuff together. And then one time, this is the honest to goodness truth. We moved from a one-bedroom to a two to a two-bedroom apartment when my wife was pregnant with our first son, and um, 
we moved about 300 feet down the hallway in the apartment building. And it was the biggest pain in the ass that I can ever recall. I mean, because we didn't pack stuff up. I just go ahead and carry some of them dishes down there. Made 9,418 trips, twisted my ankle 11 times, got 47 slivers, probably broke a few, you know, moral codes by some of the language I used while doing it. It's just, it was ridiculous. Our move a thousand miles, honestly, aside from the gas was easier and more compact and more neatly done and more smoothly pulled off than our 300 foot move. That's the honest to goodness truth. Tell you what, I'll be back in a second. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you stuck up. Stop it. Too kind. Too kind. Except for you right there, not clapping, not kind enough. All right, good. Um, okay, I'm glad you stuck with me because I got some serious stuff to talk about. I've decided this in the course of me, um, you know, starting to exercise a little bit. I'm trying to, my body's trying to fail me, so I'm trying to not fail it, if you understand the vernacular there. I'm trying to, you know, try to get a little healthier, take a few pounds off. Uh, so the other day I'm thinking, you know, I'm, as I'm trying to do right and eat the right things. And then my dog's sitting there like, Hey man, whatever, just give me something hard. The thing harder, way harder than putting yourself on a diet is putting your dog on a diet. Cause think of the moral implications there because you say to your dog, all right, Sparky, or in this case, Otis, uh, I'm, you're getting a little round and I don't want you to have any more treats. I'm not going to give you any more biscuits. I'm not going to do this. And the dog's like, dude, I just saw you eat a whole sleeve of fig Newtons. What in the hell are you talking about a diet? You're giving, you're not giving me one milk bone, but you just had, I don't know, 4,700 calories in cookies. And then since nobody's home, you lie and say, yeah, I had 1800 calories today. So your dog's got you. Got you right there. It's ridiculous. So then your dog does dumb shit, you know, whatever. Licks his junk in front of you. It's always epic. You know, my dog likes to, not Otis, but Emily likes to, and this never, ever fails. She likes to drink about 17 gallons of water while we are, their bucket, their water bucket's in the kitchen near the kitchen table, our dining room slash kitchen table. And um, every meal, she'll go drink about 17 gallons of water then come right over by us and gurgle around and cough it up and chork and just about expire because that's what you want. You know, you're trying to have nice dinner and she's puking up a lung. It's really, it's a tender moment had by all, honest to goodness. But yeah, so going back, um, this is my dogs. I'm terrible. I'm terrible because I love them. And so if I'm having a snack or eating a meal or whatever, even if they have already had their two meals for the day or their two meals and then a treat every single time they go out and come back in, not spoiled. Um, I said that out loud. Sorry. They still, I always give them something. 
I get breakfast. My wife makes toast for her and I. We don't eat to toast. They get to toast every single day. She makes it just so we have something to give to them. So they have the toast. Um, and then they have us Jedi mind tricked into this deal where you let them outside. And when they come back in, you give them another treat. Even if they have eaten 30 seconds before they go outside. Like my wife will feed them, let them outside to, you know, take care of business right after, you know, breakfast or dinner, whatever it is, bring them back in and then give them a treat right then. Like it's a treat for coming back in after dinner. I don't, I mean, and I'm not going to say I don't do it because I'm terrible for it. You know, when I look for snacks I can have that I can easily share. Oh, crackers, those are good. The dogs like those, you know. And I try to shy away from stuff that's too hot for them to eat or, you know, might uh, might burn them going down or coming out. Or worse yet, cause them to be sick in the house. They're great. I have to say we are so lucky. I mean, Otis is kind of a, a brute. He acts like he's a six-year-old. He'll, like, bash into stuff. He's kind of bossy. But he's not He's not a bad dog. He never, he doesn't have accidents in the house, um, ever. He is a good watchdog. You know, he likes to be petted and he's likes to hang out with you. And he likes to climb up on my chair and kiss me on the side of the head. He likes to do that sometimes when I'm asleep, which is epically great waking up with a face. that's like a foot and a half long and hairy in front of you. It's like sleeping with a horse. It's, uh, it's an alarming way to wake up, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never done it. So you tell them, okay, no more treats for you. Then they get mad. And then they, so the other day, I went somewhere and I came back home and there was a bag of potatoes in the living room with two had uh, escaped the bag and were around. One was up on the couch and one was on the floor. Emily, of course, was napping. Otis was doing his best to look innocent. And I know he was the culprit because that's right up his alley. You know, well, you, Put me on a diet. I'm going to get my own potatoes. Okay, that's great, Otis. I don't know with it. He didn't eat them. There, I didn't even see any teeth marks. You know, but he loves potato. He loves them cooked. I don't know about raw, or else he'd have whooped them down. And they, you know, eat potatoes, break into stuff, or eat bugs. My dogs are expert fly catchers. I don't understand if that is that an innate skill. You know what I mean? Because is that something that was read into them or that nature just said you should eat insects or you can eat insects. They eat that or they'll eat the occasional spider. That's always great. They'll eat a spider, but people, humans, afraid of spiders. I guess I don't understand that, isn't it? I, I'm not really afraid of them. Um, some of them are real cool. Some of them, we get spiders that, uh, you know, girls will make webs and catch flies and then get bigger and have their babies and then, you know, well, you know, then they pass. But so and we'll, we'll get to watch them for weeks while they go through that whole deal. And it's very it's like uh, if they do it outside of our back door, where it's a glass door. They'll do it up at the top. So you don't it's not low enough to catch you in the head so you can watch it. You know, you don't have to worry about tearing it down. And it's honestly it's like watching National Geographic or it's like having a nature program right there in your kitchen. It's It's really interesting. I know some people are probably cringing right now. But I think us being afraid of spiders is weird. We're like 10,000 times bigger than they are. You know, that's like the moon being afraid of a tennis ball. Doesn't make sense. Like a T-Rex being afraid of a chihuahua or something. 
That's weird. I said T-Rex and spiders in the same category. What if a T-Rex walked into... <laughs> this is just how ridiculous my sense of humor is or how, you know, childish I am. What if a T-Rex walked into a spider web? And it freak them out. You know how we slap our face to get the spider freak? Oh, yeah, spider web. And you slap your face to get your the web out of your face and your hair. Well, the T-Rex can't reach its own face. Got them little tiny arms. Run around the circle. That's how the T-Rex went extinct because they walked to a spider web and fell over and couldn't eat. It was into a freak out session. Couldn't handle itself. That's ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm super glad that people decided to, to stick around to listen to me. I'm glad to be back. You know what? I always talk about how I'm going to do it every single week. And it's been, this last year has been rough. It probably wasn't my best year to start this show. But you know what? This way I'm 15, I'll be 15 to 20 episodes in before the new year. And you guys will either like me or think I'm an idiot. Um, there's another thing I'm going to start trying possibly as soon as next week. Because I have been to a few new places in the in the small uh, Elk City, Oklahoma, the small town I live in out in Western Oklahoma. And um, I was kind of going to talk about different, like a different, uh, maybe a spotlight on a business or something each week, maybe. Um, and not for sponsorship purposes at this point, although, you know, hey, if somebody wants to give a guy a break, he can give a guy a break. But just because I like it and I like, talking about things that I enjoy because I think other people might enjoy them. You know, I don't want, if I don't care for a place, I'm not going to get on and talk about it. So, you know, please, if you have a business and, you know, you happen to listen to the show, say, Hey, you know, Brad, I'd like you to talk about this. You know, let me know. Um, never have to worry that I'm going to get on and say, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Bill's house of burgers sucks because I'm not like that. I won't, if, if I don't have anything nice to say, I won't say anything. You know, I, I believe in trying to give people a hand up and, you know, talking nice about good stuff. Um, okay. Once again, try to go out to Weatherford, out to the Festa Fall out of 601 North Daniel. See my friend at Bella's Bazaar, get you some stockings. I'm telling you what, you can load your stockings. Um, and not just with a big fat leg. I mean, you know, you're with uh, your Christmas stockings. Um, and tell, if, if you go see Bella at Bella's Bazaar, tell her Brad Manley sent you so she knows that the show works and, you know, she can give a guy a break too. Um, let me do some shout outs. I want to give, uh, Ryan a shout out. He came and saw me, um, visited me. Um, Tessa came and saw me, my buddy from, both of these are from where I used to work up at the store at Hutch's 119. Um, still a few, several people there that check up on me. So I'm sending my love to them and, um, my boy's doing real well. My boy is, uh, my oldest is he's 32 and he's a store manager at, uh, uh, Walgreens actually. And I'm just real, real proud of him. You know, a lot of people are not nearly as fortunate. He's never been in trouble. He's always been a real fine young man. I'm real proud of him. Um, so I want to give a shout out to my son, Patrick, if he's listening. And everybody, just thanks for sticking with me. I'm going to try to be a little more consistent and bring you something you can be proud to say you have listened to or, 
you know, that you've grown with. And once we're a super huge world famous podcast, you can go, I remember when that idiot talked about using his testicles to taste soy sauce, you know, that kind of thing. All right. Till next week. Stay manly, folks.